I got the most random text message this weekend, so let's talk about it. So this weekend, I got, well, it wasn't this weekend, it was this past week, I got a text message from our mother. Oh. (laughs) And for those of you listening who don't know me, um, my relationship with our mom has kind of always been a little bit rocky, and this text message is so random because, I mean, normally when you get a text message from your mother, you're not like, oh... Random. random thing happened. (laughs) No, it's just like your mother texted you. It's normal. Mm -hmm. But for me, I haven't actually spoken to my mom in the last three months. Yeah, since about Easter, I think it was. Yeah, just about now. So it's been a long kind of go. And like the last time I saw her, it was not a good experience to Mm -hmm. say the least. And I don't know. When I got the message, it just really threw me off. And I was like, how are you going to message? message me after three months and just be like where is Carly Jonesiago like oh she thinks she's cute huh like Carmen San Diego <laughs> apparently like I just don't understand it honestly it's like we don't talk for three months and now you want to like sweep it under the rug yeah and act like everything's fine like oh where have you been like what do you mean where have I been where have you been like where are you now, currently, presently? Like, what, where, where's your mind at? That's kind of how she's always operated, though. It's every time something goes wrong, she's very quick to sweep things under the rug. And when it's convenient for her, she wants to make air quotes amends. Right. But her amends are just pretending like the bad thing never happened. And right. moving forward to try and have this new good relationship. Well, more so, especially when she's at fault. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the last time that we did see each other, I would have to say that like it was toxic due to her behavior and she was under the influence and yeah we were together at the time and you know it was just a lot um I don't necessarily need to go into details any further than that but I mean you know it was a lot for me to process and handle and I mean it wore on me quite a bit afterwards and just to like have her come so casually and I mean she did email me maybe (laughs) like a month ago or something because you email your daughter when you want to talk to her (laughs) especially after a few months but yeah she emailed me asking if I wanted to go to the Ticats game or something like that if I wanted her boss's tickets which side note went sour once before and Mm -hmm. I learned my lesson to never ever accept those tickets again so I just didn't reply and then she sends me this text message like well have you replied to the last text message I have not. Oh, Carly. <laughs> I've left it on standby just because, like, I don't know what to do about it. And maybe that's what I could ask you. Like, I don't know. What do I do? Like, what do I say? Like, I don't even know where to go with this because, like, she's our mother. I, mm-hmm. I can't change that. No, I can't. And I can't run from her forever. You know what I mean? Like, I tried that before. I've yeah. done it many times. And and that's painful, too. It is. I was just going to say, you know, it doesn't benefit me any. You know what I mean? But, like, I do feel sometimes that I do need to keep my distance Mm -hmm. and I do take that time but like even taking that time like it had not like always easy on me like I've had like a hard week and everything ever since I've got that text message I don't even know why and it's just like obviously it must be related you know so it's hard to deny at a certain point. Well, I mean, as big sisterly advice Mm -hmm. and kind of like motherly advice because really I've 
stepped into both roles for you many times because our mom is so flighty I guess is the best way of putting it like she comes and she goes and she's convenient for her I guess being a mother is not her number one priority by any means it hasn't been since maybe we were super little um ever since her and dad split many 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 years ago Mm -hmm. it's just been a roller coaster uh with her and because of it being so rocky I think my advice has always kind of been the same for you it's you know do you want a relationship with her and if you do then you have to kind of know that that's who she is and you may never get better even if we deserve it we may never get better than what we get from her right now I mean like we've been told many times before that you know you're older you get to choose what kind of relationship you have now and I Mm -hmm. think about that often and I think that's why I do pull back so much sometimes because I'm like this is my choice I don't have to like sit through this because I don't know it's I don't know what it is with her. Maybe, like, <laughs> honestly, like, I just feel like we're such different people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that she wasn't there when I was a teenager and, like, those formative years where mm-hmm. I was really kind of becoming an independent kind of individual. She wasn't there to, like, put her influence on. No. So, like, when she speaks, sometimes my mind just goes numb because I'm like, how 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 did I come from you you know what I mean like it's just so hard to listen to sometimes I don't even know how else to explain it other than it's mind-numbing I think one of the most difficult things about having a relationship with mom and going through all of the turmoil that we do with her or even just regular life is that she has her own perception of events that is often very different from how you and I see things right and perception is unique to the individual. Everyone has Fair their enough. own yeah. view. But she completely skates over or disregards some events that have happened that are profound or that were the cause of things going awry. And that's right. what makes it so difficult sometimes to have a conversation with her because you feel like you're coming from two totally different planets. You're like, okay, so what version of events did you see? Because, yeah. like, that's not what happened for me. Right. And then you end up, like, getting looked at like you have two heads or something and you're, like, talking to a wall because it's not absorbing anything. You know what I mean? Like, she just won't hear it when it comes to anything negative to her. So it's just, like, when small things happen, because I would say that event was small. The one at Easter, yeah. Should have been small. Mm-hmm. And we handled ourselves, I mean, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. We were subjected to about two hours of drunken derogatory rambling Mm -hmm. and then it all broke down at the end because we declined to go out and get her cigarettes in her very bad neighborhood at midnight yeah so I mean that's so trivial and I'm sure a lot of listeners are thinking like get over it yeah but these are just small little tidbits of a lifetime of Not trauma, but yeah, kind of like trauma from her. Well, exactly, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, when you explain the story to other people, it's like, really? That's why you didn't speak to your mom for three months? And it's like, kind of, yeah. But really, the gist of it is is the amount of uncomfortableness that I felt in that moment. And I don't know. It's not worth subjecting yourself to sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it really is hard to sit through all of that negative, like, spewing at you. You can't help but absorb it when somebody is, like, just kind of going in as to, like, whoo, okay, you're, like, really passionate about that. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, like, you don't need to, like, throw Harp it at me. me. You know what I mean? And it's, like, you can't get a word in edgewise anyway. So you're sitting there just, like, listening to this garbage being thrown at mm-hmm. you. And it's just, like, I don't agree 
agree with anything you're saying, but I can't argue it because I know if I do argue it, it's just going to make an even bigger situation. So I just stay quiet, which is like suppressing in itself. It is. So it's like, do I really want that kind of relationship? I mean, it's it's hard, right? Because like you said, she is our mother and we only get one. Mm-hmm. And sadly, we only have one of our parents alive right now. Right. So we lost our dad, who was everything to us. He mm-hmm. stepped up to be a single father to us after mom basically just took off took off and decided to live her own life after they separated. Mm-hmm. I had just turned 13 and Carly had just turned 11 and she just wasn't there for a super important part of any girl's life. I mean, yeah. and I really was forced to kind of play both sides and that's not something I ever wanted to do I'm much happier being your sister relationship a little bit hard too even back then Mm -hmm. if you think about it right because you were trying to kind of step into that role but it wasn't your role to step into right and it was so uncomfortable for like Nick and I our brother Mm -hmm. and we would often like gang up on you and it kind of sense you mean it would be like the two of us against you and it's just like it shouldn't be that way you know like it shouldn't have been up to you to kind of fill that role because she decided that she wanted to take off, you know? And and live some other version of her life that didn't include being a mother to her three children, you know? And Well, you just, like, wonder, too, like, how does that even happen? And, like, I think that's, like, part of the whole thing that makes it, like, so, like... Hurtful? Hurtful for, like, myself. Like, I don't have children yet, but I can only imagine that, like, if I did, how do you just like leave leave and not like and then just like come back like nothing happened and then just leave again and then like you know like yeah as you please like I just don't understand that and then not to say anything about it afterwards like what I I wonder if well a couple things I wonder so many things (laughs) (laughs) literally so many the only reason I ever started pursuing psychology was because I didn't understand mom and -hmm. how she could behave the way that she did because I mean maybe you and Nick were too young to remember but she was not a horrible mom when we were little I do remember and honestly like I get a lot of like my core values I would say from her but my individual personality and stuff like that I would say has nothing to do with her because she wasn't there for that but my values like that are instilled in you as a child like how important family Mm -hmm. is and how important you and Nick are you know what I mean like she always told me like those are the only people that you'll ever have you know what I mean like you you need to count on each other and like anytime we were in a fight she would like smush it right away and make sure Mm -hmm. that we like hugged it out basically we weren't allowed to end the the day or the night until things were better between Mm -hmm. us and she really did a great job of making sure that we were all close with each other yeah and that we were close to our family and I know that she struggled in her own childhood growing up with her own family issues and feeling disconnected but again I think you could be one of two types of people you can be the kind of person who experiences that and wants better for your life or you can be the kind of person who repeats those kind of mistakes cycle yeah and you just have that same pattern of behavior but I really do wonder how I'll feel about mom and our relationship once I have children of my own I wonder if that will make it even harder than it is now right to love her and to forgive her because I I do love her she is my mom and I would say that I do forgive her too because like I had to forgive her for myself but again like I said I decided for you which exactly I did it for me because oh my god I was so angry for so long I mean 
I remember like dad telling me this story one time of like one of Aunt Kate's friends saying that their daughter said I was a bully and asking me mm-hmm. why I'm so mean and everything. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm not, not a bully. bully. <laughs> like, what do you mean? No, I'm not. I'm not mean. Da, 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 right. But like, I look back at it now and yeah, I probably, I was a little out. angry. I was a little angry. And like, I mean, rightfully so. And like, it's not fair necessarily to blame it all on mom. I was going through it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was trying to figure myself out and I didn't have that proper guidance so like I do kind of blame that whole anger period on On her her. and it took me a long time to kind of accept that I did have that anger towards her you know what I mean because you want to pretend that you're fine when you're younger like when I was a teenager it's like oh it doesn't bother me whatever I don't care about my mom like I don't need her Mm -hmm. blah 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 right that stuff hurts basically you know what I mean like it's hard to deny so when you're going through a situation like that you do want to pretend like or at least when you're younger you want to pretend like everything's okay and I feel like sometimes I still do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like I'm like oh I've gotten past that I've moved past that but I still have my days where I'm not past it and when like situations like this are going on and she randomly texts me like that stuff tugs on my heartstrings you know like it's hard well that's one of the things that makes it so difficult is that she does have so much control over how we feel and even when we think that it doesn't have any effect on us in today's life it it does I mean I remember after we left her house after that event Mm -hmm. around Easter time the two of us were kind of like a wash you know it just felt like being little children again and being so disappointed and so belittled by our mom and wondering how we could feel so strongly about somebody who we thought that we had truly forgiven and moved past all of this stuff with and obviously we just hadn't it really made me kind of check myself mentally Mm -hmm. and kind of categorize myself and saying like I am not as okay as I thought that I was right I have to do that every once in a while I think I mean like honestly mom came back into our lives what four five years ago I would say yeah so four or five years ago I brought her back (laughs) yeah you chose to bring her back I did well I needed help honestly Mm -hmm. like it was shortly after dad passed and I was going through a financial struggle and I didn't know what to do I felt like an orphan and I didn't want to and I was like she owes me yeah. you know I was very like cut Entitled. and dry about it <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like I was very cut and dry about it and kind of still in that like dark nasty space but going through all that I did end up forgiving her and kind of accepting more of who she is now but when we have an episode like this which I would say I probably have with her at least once a year honestly a year. since uh she's reconnected Um, I have to take some time because it does wear on me like physically, emotionally, mentally, like all around. Like I just, I can't function normally when like we're going through that like turbulent patch and I need to like disengage. But as always, she'll just stay silent and then she swoops back in and like nothing ever happens. I think I got an I'm sorry out of her once. Yeah. And I was so like, I like, I messaged you right away. I was like, oh my God. Mark this You'll on never the calendar. This. Yeah. <laughs> she actually said she's what happened. Sorry. Hell has frozen over. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, like it was mind blowing, and it was over something seriously trivial. Like so trivial, but, but she did say it. 
She did. And I will give her, you know, some some credit because she does try more than she ever did before to be a better mom. I mm-hmm. mean, I had to forgive her preemptively after everything happened in Easter because she was involved in the legal proceedings of me closing <laughs> my home. Sticky situation. Very sticky. So she works out of a law office and the lawyer she works for was in charge of dealing with the closing of my home. So in the middle of closing, I don't know how else to refer to it. I'm a new homeowner. Don't judge me. So in the middle of closing, all of this happened and it got so bad and things were so strained between us that my husband actually came to me and said, you know, I'm worried about things going through okay. Because she's a shady person. Yeah, because she's vindictive and because she's bitter. Like, it's sad that you even have to be concerned. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not normal. Like, you're buying a house and everything. Like, your mom should be, like, behind you, super supportive, no matter what the situation is and Mm -hmm. what's going on, right? Like, you shouldn't be in fear that your mother's going to tamper with your home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't even own a home. Well, I think that's part of the bitterness and and part of the fear and the jealousy. Like, that's kind of that's how I would sum up. I I always hate when people ask about, you know, like, what's your mom like? Because I talk about dad all the time because, you know, I don't memories. Yeah. It's light. It's like nicer to talk about. It is. And I feel like I have a lot more of his characteristics in me than I do of mom. At least I'd like to think so. I mean, when I get angry, I see mom 100 percent. Oh, my gosh. And that's the thing that scares me. me. Yeah. Oh, same. So I try to check myself when I'm in that attitude because I'm like, don't be like like, that. It's hard to like rein it in, you know what I mean? Once you're like full blown Teresa mode, like to bring it back in, it's like the rage is just consuming. Yeah, like it like boils through your body, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I don't know how else to say it other than it literally like you're vibrating anger and rage and saying the most awful things that you don't mean. No, and you can't take them back once they're said. No. And I'm not like mom in the sense where I can just pretend like it never happened Mm -mm. and I'm more like dad in that sense where, or I think we both are really, where Mm -hmm. we need to apologize afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, we'll have the fight, we'll say the nasty things, and then like 30 seconds later, we're like, I'm sorry. Yeah, we need the closure. Yeah. And the closure is something we've never gotten with mom. Mm -hmm. You know, there's one time where I did try to confront her in a very level-headed way about things that had transpired when we were teenagers that really caused the like monumental breakdown of our relationship. And it was the only time it was ever out on the table or discussed. And she told me quite frankly that she was a grown ass woman and she could do as she pleased. And if I didn't like it, I didn't have to be in her life. Just that mentality alone. Like, what kind of mother says that to her daughter? And it's just like... I don't even know like where do you go from there and like to even like forge forward and like try to have a relationship with her after that like I commend us honestly Mm -hmm. like it's not always easy and like I think on days like Mother's Day or like you know when you see like the post about people like my mother's my best friend and all that stuff I'm like what is that like? I hate myself for hating people who say their mom is their best friend. (laughs) I I actually cringe when people say that to me because I'm like, 
ew (laughs) how how could that be like how why how do you have that with your mom like why is that even Mm -hmm. that way but i'm like okay so two two sides to that just as a little side note here one i don't think your parents should be your best friends okay no me either you can go out and not like literally like i think a lot of people just like throw that around and they don't actually mean it like to say that you're close some people do some people do and then two i know that my distaste for when people say that comes from my own jealousy and my own insecurities over the fact that I don't even know how to classify my relationship with mom other than it's always strained and difficult and confusing at times and Mm -hmm. even when she's being kind to me I wonder when the other shoe's gonna drop or what her motives are and I think that's a really terrible thing to feel about your mother yeah yeah because like what do you do with that you know what I mean because at the end of the day it's your mother so you kind of got to put it in a box right and then Mm -hmm. you keep putting it in a box and you put it in this box and then eventually the box is so full what the heck do you do with it you're gonna have a point where you're gonna have your bad days too when you're just like trying to take everything she does and file it away and try to make sense of it because sometimes there is no making sense of it it just is what it is and it's hard to explain that to some people because they're like oh it's your mother it's your mother you have to forgive her it's like their favorite thing to say it's your mother yeah like like, that's some kind of pass or something but yeah like she has a right to treat me like dog because yeah what because Because she's she's my my mother I don't agree with that I mean my relationship with dad was never perfect you know he had lots of flaws he's not a saint but at the end of the day I knew his love was unconditional I knew that he wasn't trying to get anything from me I knew that he was proud of me for who I was Mm -hmm. not for who he wanted me to be or who he showed me off as no and when things went wrong he had a conversation and Mm -hmm. he would come to us and he would say I was out of line or I shouldn't have said what I said and I'm sorry and I love you and you're my daughter and that's all that matters Mm -hmm. and we had that closure we had that moment where it was like okay we this is actually hashed it out and we went through it and we addressed it and now we can move on and that's the part that she never allows us to have Mm -hmm. that moment where we get to discuss it and I'm afraid to know even what discussing a situation with mom would be like because I don't think it's ever it's never happened. I don't think Except it ever that one will. time where she told me I can do what I want. Yeah. And I mean, like a situation like that, like how do you even want to broach that topic with her again when that's how she was before? You know what I mean? Like she's just such a a brash, hard person to like kind of converse with or try to tell that they did wrong or tried to get anything out of. You know what I mean? That it almost feels like futile. So you just keep putting it in that box because why Why even try to open Pandora's box? You know what I mean? And actually hash through with her at this point. But the problem, and I've given this advice. It's so funny because sometimes the advice I give to other people is really the advice that you I need, need to be giving take. myself. Yeah. But when Will was living with us last year, he told me the same thing about some of the things that happened in his life where he just puts it in a box and he puts it away. Right. And he stores that box somewhere. And my analogy to him was, okay, well, think of your mind like the house. And every time you put something in a box and you put it away, you're taking up some space in your house. Mm-hmm. And if you keep putting it in a box and you keep just storing it away, eventually you're going to run out of space and you're just going to be left in your little hoarder house with all of your issues tucked away in boxes and you'll be trying to crawl through the mess and you'll have nowhere to go because you've just surrounded yourself with all of these issues you've never addressed so one by one when you're strong enough and you're healthy enough you do need to open up the box and you need to go through the contents but 
when well, it's not just your box, when it's a shared box, how can you explore when the other person's not willing, willing to, to have it. the conversation? Yeah, exactly. And that's where you get the struggle, right? And that's why, like I said, at the end of the day, I had to realize, you know, for me, I needed to forgive her for me, mm-hmm. only me, not for her, because nope. it was making me so bitter and it was carrying so much weight on me. Like I would say, since I forgave her, like I have been a lot lighter and, yep. you know, I Happier. have been able to see things a lot clearer and things have been better you know what I mean like it's a weight that you carry around when you carry that bitterness right and I don't want to be bitter and I think a big part of that is because I that's what I classify mom as honestly yeah. is someone who's bitter and like I think all the time like I just I don't want to end up like that you know I don't want to think that everybody has something out for me and or everybody else wrong is in with the them. wrong yeah you know they're weird they I don't know why they think this and like mm-hmm. just all this garbage it's, it's always just like, someone else you know yeah not taking any ownership and it really really has made me look inward a lot more and like you said like catch myself in those moments when I would say I'm having a Teresa moment you know what I mean like and really be like okay you need to dial it back step back for a second or Mm -hmm. just like shut your mouth for a second like because you're way out of line at this point you know so I mean I thank her because I think she has made me a lot stronger and a lot wiser in a lot of ways that Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be without her but at the same time, it's just like it. she's a hard character to place in my life and to figure out what kind of relationship I do want with her at this point. Yeah, like if you were to think of your life as a story, I don't know what character she plays because right. I don't want to cast her as an outright villain. Because no. like I said, there's been a lot of good things that she's taught us, a lot of strength and wisdom she gave me. And even when I was forced to pretend to be your mom, those mm-hmm. those years were important for us as well. And as hard as it was on our relationship, I look back and there's a lot of funny memories yeah. from when I was playing mom, quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, do you remember when we were living on Lafayette and I was always babysitting you guys after school because dad worked really long hours and well that was right after the split too right Mm -hmm. so we really were single parent household at that point right it was just dad and Mm -hmm. I mean I don't even remember if at that time we were doing the split custody we were we were we were going to Van Sickle yeah so we would spend and it was not normal like one week here one week there it was like Monday Tuesday dad's house Wednesday mom's house Friday dad's house like it was all all over the place yeah. right so that you were living in your backpack hard. yeah that's kind of I always had a backpack full, full of clothes, clothes at school yeah you know which helped me out one time but that's <laughs> for another, another story. podcast <laughs> for another time but when I was babysitting you guys like you said you and Nick really did kind of target me or resent me because I was trying to be like a parent to you. I targeted you. I would say we resented you because yeah. you were trying to like be a parent to us and we're just like screw you old girl. Like, like you're why a do I have too. to listen to you? You're just yeah. my sister. Like you're no better than us. And it's not that I thought I was better but I thought that I had. Acted like it. Yeah perhaps. <laughs> but I thought I had this role that I needed to fill for you guys because mom wasn't always around right? So I remember do you remember the popsicle? Oh my god. <laughs> The punishment popsicle. <laughs> punishment popsicle. So Ugh. because of the, not because of, that's not, that's not right. In part of <laughs> mom's, you know, domineering kind of attitude and her approach was very intense. You know, she doesn't do anything chill. She's no. just very full fire, full, fire, full throttle, yeah. 100% all I call the time. Her a pit bull. Yeah, she really is a pit bull. And there's yeah. lots of instances where she like straight up acted like one. So... 
I think when it came time to discipline you and Nick, I kind of went way overboard in many occasions. And mm-hmm. sometimes like I just I crossed the line. Right. Yeah. And you'd so, end up hurting us. And I would end up hurting you in some way, shape or form. Right. I know. Look, you just skate over that. Oh, I would just end up hurting no, you. No, but I, I mean, like either I said something rude or I was physically too aggressive yeah. with you guys or whatever. But it always ended up with one of you crying. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the dad in me would come out. And as soon as I saw you crying i was like oh Uh-oh, god too far too far i took this too far mm-hmm. and it's like my little jiminy cricket was like girl you done did it like <laughs> you this gotta was make this right inappropriate and you need to fix this mm-hmm. right and also of course the fear of just being a kid and like dad finding out that like i made you cry for whatever reason i didn't yeah. want to get i didn't want to get in trouble myself so i kept this singular popsicle because we grew up kind of on the poorer side of things kind of question mark <laughs> well I'm not trying to belittle you know but yeah we no. grew up kind of poor yeah, especially yeah. after the separation things were really hard for my dad he was trying his best to make it work but mm-hmm. you know we were growing up kind of poor so there was like one popsicle that we had in the freezer and <laughs> oh my god it's so horrid to think so, about now actually it You're is so horrifying evil. and evil and sad and all kinds it's of it's sad things. that it worked but it's so funny, too, because it worked. So that's what makes the story comedic. Ugh. This is your comedic relief on a very serious <laughs> podcast. So whenever I would make Carly or Nick cry, I would say, you know, like, I'm sorry. Stop come crying. Here, come here. Come here. And she'd bring us downstairs to the freezer where the one popsicle was hidden. And whenever they got <laughs> in trouble and they, I took it too far, I would say, okay, like, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Here's the popsicle, but you only get a lick. One lick. Just one. Just one. one. I remember one time, too, I took a bite because I was a cheeky little oh, butter. Oh, she bit it. Like, well, that caused a whole other disciplinary oh my action. Yeah, and then I was in trouble all over again. It was yeah. just like, okay, it went from like... You're in trouble to like, I hurt you. I'm so sorry to you're in trouble. <laughs> you ungrateful Evil sister. dictator. Oh yeah. my God. So, I mean, it's funny to think of now, but it's also not funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just all these weird memories and yeah. these moments that I think of when I was trying to be something that I really never should have been. Or even when that one time we were baby, you were babysitting and your friend came through the window with oh her cookies. Oh my God. She wasn't my friend. Okay. okay <laughs> yes, she was. No. Yes, she was. There was a girl named Jessica and She was her friend. Really not though. <laughs> I don't know why you all call her my friend. She why was you a girl. all call her your friend? Because you hung out with her all the time. I was and nice to her at school. She bought you a choir velvet picture that was like twelve feet tall. So <laughs> random. Okay, that's so random. That was for like my what thirteenth birthday. She yeah. bought me that velvet painting. Jaguar. With velvet the jaguar. jaguar. Anyway, so she was Terrifying. if you can tell from the Velvet Jaguar story, she wasn't necessarily like a normal child either. Okay, I would say she was interesting we had some interesting friends we had some very interesting friends Boom, i mean you just called her your friend oh <laughs> now okay. okay okay now anyway, she's your friend just one so people time know. she 
I told her, you know, you're not allowed coming over to the house after <laughs> school because my dad says that, like, I have to babysit and I can't have friends over when I'm babysitting. Like, maybe you can come over on the weekend or when he's home, but you can't, like, come home with me after school. Right. And she was like, okay, no problem. And <laughs> right. Anyone who knew us back in the day, and maybe this is just a Canadian thing, but we didn't lock any of our doors or windows. I don't even think we had keys for the house. Like, no, I don't think we did. We, I, if we did, we lost them. Yeah, so maybe that was why we always had the doors unlocked, because we always lost our keys. But the doors and the windows were always unlocked, and obviously Jessica knew this. And one day we were at home, I was babysitting Carly and Nick, and everything was pretty chill. We were... (laughs) Pretty chill, pretty chill. (laughs) Pretty chill. Good time. Again, I think I was maybe 12. We were in like, I was in grade six, so anyways. Yeah, 12, 13. I'm young, and my brother and sister are very young, and we're upstairs in the living room, and we hear this like thud from the basement and so creepy by the way yeah it got totally freaked out and like I'm a huge scaredy cat like I am in no shape to defend anybody but here I am the eldest one and I'm the babysitter and I think I'm mom so I'm like sit tight like I'm gonna go see what happened in the basement so I go downstairs and I couldn't this is real <laughs> I see Jessica crawling through the basement window with a tray of cookies in her hand burnt cookies might i add yeah burnt homemade cookies (laughs) and i'm like jessica what are you doing and she's like i brought you cookies and i was like i can see that but i told you you weren't allowed to come over but like why through the basement but why are you crawling through my basement window like why girl and that's at the back of the house so she would have had to go through the backyard through the fence through the fence and then open the window and then crawl through and she'd kind of like fall in through the window with her burnt burnt cookies (laughs) and I was like okay we can't be hanging out anymore like this was too much for me I had to like send her home and like we were all really freaked out so I mean that's just one weird little blip in childhood you know that it's funny to look back on yeah I know I think on that fun little random story that could lead nicely into our uh random rapid fire oh yes i mean seems like it's about that time if you ask me it does look about that time so let's keep the randomness going with our favorite little game that we've devised (laughs) and the rules are very simple carly and i both have three very bizarre very random questions that we will ask each other in rapid succession and we have to give our raw and unfiltered responses in return Mm -hmm. raw and unfiltered it doesn't get much better than that nope or much more random than that (laughs) So, without further ado, I think we'll get started. So today we actually have Cassie in the hot seat first. Mm -hmm. And I think within spirit of this podcast, a good question to ask you for the first random rapid fire would be, if you could trade places with your parents for a day, what would you do differently? Well, I would trade places with mom, of course, (laughs) and I would have conversations. I would be a lot more open and I would be a lot more honest about discussing things that are a little uncomfortable at times. That's a very good answer. I think so. Yeah. And to lighten it up a little bit, if you were a room in a house, what room would you be? 
I would be the living room. The living room. Hmm. Yeah. How come the living room? Because that's where people gather to really have a good time and kind of just unwind from the day. I think the living room is just kind of like a happy, safe place. Yeah. Like to keep it nice and safe and cozy at home. I like to be safe and happy. <laughs> yeah. Preferably. Body. Yeah. Okay. And for the last question, if you could have any pet, what would you choose and why? I would choose an owl, actually. I saw, I'm so surprised you're saying that, actually. Yeah, I know. I've had cats and I love cats. And I don't know why a frog came to my mind because I saw a frog in my yard the other day. And I do love froggies. Honestly, I was thinking you were going to say your micro pig with the little booties. I'm so surprised. <gasps> I forgot about Missed micro pigs. Okay. How well, could you forget? Ugh, I don't tragic. know how I could. Pig and rain boots. I said <laughs> I that for so long. Literally, that's what I thought you were going to say, like 100%. And you went left field and went for owl. You know why? Again, you got an owl stone in your garden now, lady, but what? You know what? I watched a video the other day of a cat <laughs> and an owl that were friends. And like the cat groomed the owl and the owl was so happy about it. And like it just got me. So yeah. <laughs> like that's it, owl. I want one. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Those are my answers all wrapped up. So next <laughs> we'll put... Rapidly wrapped up. Rapidly. So next we'll put Carly in the hot seat for some random rapid fire. So mm-hmm. are you ready? Oh, I'm always ready. Wonderful. So for the first question, it's going to be a toughie, maybe a little uncomfortable. But what is the most annoying thing that I do, in your opinion? Ugh, I think the most annoying thing that you do would be... You do this like psychiatrist thing you know what I mean sometimes when you're giving advice and like I totally get you went to school and that's give a round of applause for my sister and her degree she's so smart big brain big 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 brain but you know sometimes that big brain can be a little annoying sometimes and you're just like okay girl I get it can we not live so in the realm of like logic and realism and just like let me live let me dream you know Okay, well, offended, but note taken. (laughs) Okay, so question number two is, what is your least favorite chore to do around the house? Least favorite chore would be kitty litter. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -mm. pretty gross. Not a fan. No, but so worth it for those little fur babies. Anything for the fur babies. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) to mend my ego from question number one, the final random rapid fire question (laughs) is, what is your favorite thing about us and our relationship? I would have to say just how how close we are honestly mm-hmm. I would have to say I know a lot of sisters and everything that aren't as close don't see each other as much and I love how much like we like to hang out we just have a good time and do little random conversations like this like I think that's my favorite thing is our random little conversations mm-hmm. yeah we do love talking to each other don't we yeah maybe a little <laughs> bit too much maybe a little too much but I always have a good time so yeah, no complaints same. there <laughs> So if you enjoyed that random goodness, make sure you follow us on our social media so you can catch up on all the behind the scenes and find out what's happening with our next episodes. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to find us on Twitter or on Instagram with the same handle. We are TRS underscore podcast underscore. And we are also on quite a few different listening platforms for podcasts oh yeah we've got like all the podcast platforms now so make sure you find us on your favorite platform and give us a listen or subscribe and let us know what you think about the episode Mm -hmm. or if there are any random rapid fire questions you want us to ask each other let us know but we really want your feedback so feel free to drop join the conversation yeah join (laughs) us join us join us join us (laughs) drink the punch (laughs) But yeah, you can find us on podcast platforms like Anchor, Google Podcasts, 
Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, and mm-hmm. more. Yeah, more coming at you, hopefully very soon. And until next time, remember, stay real. Stay random. Stay random.